Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Bulls on Tap. I'm your boy Buzz, and I'm joined by the returning, my dude, full scripted, aka Goose. I usually flip that around, but I, I did it weird this time. I don't know why. And you got too here, excited. I did. I got very excited. We are here to recap the Chicago Bulls' victory over the Charlotte Hornets, 108 to 91. Before we do that, be sure to go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Bulls on Tap, at Ontap Sportsnet, following Goose at Bulls Scripted, me at Buzz on Tap. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us, five star rating and review because that's cool and tough. Goose, you weren't with me last night. It was me and Burke. We recapped that absolute beat down to the Cavs. You're coming back, and it seems to be a good time. Uh, Bulls play a great game tonight, man. And first of all, how are you? Second of all, did you enjoy that? I mean, I don't think there's a Bulls fan out there that didn't enjoy that. I don't know if there's as many Bulls fans watching tonight as usual after last night. Because uh, for me personally, I watched the first quarter after I got home from work. And after the first quarter, I decided I was going to fast forward to the, the third quarter. And after that, I uh, then just turned the basketball game off. So, um, uh-oh, who's killing you already? No, no, he's not. He's uh, that, That's our boy, Chai Sports fan. You just put my friend Buzz the millionaire because I bet on the Bulls to win. <laughs> yeah? I'm a homer. What do you fucking think? So, so, so what did you win? I, oh, shit, I probably won like 10 bucks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was... I thought he's being like at least a little less hyperbolic than. No, I, I can definitely go get it. I can go get an Arizona green tea and a pizza lunchable tomorrow morning before work. Fucking a, living the life. Um, Absolutely, I baby. mean, so after the Cleveland game, yeah, this was awesome. Me myself, I'm fucking exhausted. I haven't worked for like eight plus months and just put in twenty four hours and two days at a new job. Yeah, so I'm I'm a little exhausted, uh, but I'm I'm happily medicated. <laughs> and, <laughs> Um, the, the Bulls are another good dose of medicine. Kobe White, zero fucking turnovers tonight, man. Yeah, no, he zero. played fantastic tonight, dude. And I, I'm on your boat. I've uh, not to get you know into the nitty gritty here because fans are here for a post game, but oh my god, between doing you know the day job and the husband job and the dad job and the Bulls and then the fucking socks have now started, it's been crazy, but. The Bulls really brought me down last night, and we we had some laughs about it after we got to you know murdered by the Cavs. But tonight, it's exactly what I had tweeted out earlier. It's exactly what we said on Bulls on Tap last night. We wanted them to come out with a little bit of pep in their step, and we wanted them to come out with some goddamn attitude. And finally, you know, respond to a beatdown and respond decisively as well. You know, not just, oh, we're going to be in the game and let's hope we get this victory. Come out and smack them in the mouth. Like, do not let them take advantage of you. And that's what you saw tonight. You saw that tonight. Vooch came out hot as hell. Huge game for him. 18-16-6 on 8 of 13 shooting. You know, you had Kobe White. 18 points, 3 assists, 1 steal, no turnovers, 3 rebounds. He had a great game. Um you know, Daniel Tice played well tonight as well. You know, a big body in the paint, defending at the rim. I think the biggest thing that I could take away to start the tone of this game was stealing a Staceyism here, the active hands of the Chicago Bulls in the first, whether that's blocking shots, whether that's getting in the passing lane and creating steals, whether that's playing man-to-man defense, getting up on your, you know, on the uh, offensive player and just taking his cookies, man. And that's what they did. Well, and how much of that do you think is Bartholomew himself, or do you think it's everybody? 
because I feel like Temple is a really big factor in that. So how do we make that adjustment? Do we just put Kobe on the bench when Zach's back? You heard Kobe. I don't know if you uh, you said you were in meetings. So maybe you didn't get to hear Kobe post game. I did. Um, he mentioned there's no way on this team that we're ever going to replace 28 points per game. So we've had to find ways to do it different ways. Um, and a lot of that has been on the defensive end. And hopefully we can continue to see that when Zach gets back. But that's going to be on the coaching staff to put them in similar positions. So really curious to see how that plays out. Because the way Kobe's playing, how do you tell this kid to go back to the bench? Yeah, no, it's definitely but then tough. We, it, and it, then we fall right back into that trap where the defense is going to be so bad that we can't win, though. Well, consistency is key. And, and, and consistency is key for Kobe White. You know, uh, speaking of him moving to the bench and having Sato start, think I mean, Sato comes in off the bench and he has a really good game here tonight. You know, I, he's another guy I wanted to bring up. Had a huge-ass thunder dunk. He has seven assists off the damn bench, three steals, ten points. He went four for ten from the field, but he was doing a lot of the little things. Little things that aren't super flashy besides his big dunk. But I, again, where we're at right now, how the team was performing with the starting lineup that uh, was put together after Vooch got here wasn't all that. You're going to have to ride the hot hands here and keep people in the places that they are, you know, thriving in. And right now, to me, Sato off the bench, I like that. It, it gives us a playmaker off the bench and you could stagger these lineups. It's not like a five in and five out. Like I bitched about with you the other night. Oh, well, I'm not even suggesting Sato is a starter. I'm saying no, putting I know Zach out there with temple on down um, as we're seeing Kobe. Well, and that could be a possibility. I don't think that'd be a wrong thing either because then Kobe can come in off the bench and focus on what he does best scoring and somewhat creating like he did tonight as well for his teammates. I mean, you know, it, the play of Kobe White is more, in my mind, of confidence than it was lack of skill or basketball IQ. You point this out every time someone shits on him. Look at his, you know, assist turnover ratio. You point that out constantly. He's not. He gets himself in trouble when he's trying to create and trying to be the guy that needs to score as well. That's when he runs into these issues. Tonight, he didn't really run into a lot of those issues. The team played, he fought over screens tonight. He played defense to the best of his capability. And we've said on the show before, I'm keeping that same energy. He always gives an effort on D. And I give him credit for that. Okay. And he's actually had some positive key defensive plays in a couple of these games recently. He has. Obviously, Cleveland, nothing counts. You know, I just, I would like to still see Daniel Tice start with Vooch because I feel that gives us the best you know, defensive front court that we could possibly have on the team, whether people like that or not necessarily. Um, but, you know, these these guys did their jobs tonight, and I think it really, you know, it, it, it reigns true here that I had put out a tweet earlier today that they need to get Vooch going early and often because there's nobody in that starting lineup that's going to stop him. Okay, Kerry Jr. played three minutes the other night when they played New York. He ends up playing 15 tonight, all right? You get 11 minutes of Bismack Biombo. Those guys can't hang with him. And when they got him going early and they played defense where they needed to play defense, they jumped out to a massive lead and they kept it going, contesting shots, contesting at the rim, scoring the ball. That are, that are That's things that we need to see more. And you know what? This Hornets team, Goose, is in the playoff picture. They're the eighth seed. So – 
us coming out tonight with a decisive win, though they don't have LaMelo Ball, I know that, but they still have Scary Terry and, 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 and Devontae Graham there. They, they, they took advantage of these guys, and they played strong. They played with heart, and I know that sounds super cliche, but that was something you needed to see from the Bulls. It's in there. Consistency is key. I mean, you have three out of four games where you held teams under 100 points. And then you have one complete stinker. So did they just get too headstrong after two games? You watched that game. I did not. So for me to see this tonight, but then to hear, see, read, and feel everything I felt in the compacted amount of game that I watched, it it doesn't make much sense. It is Billy out. that great of a motivator that he said all your jobs are on the line? If you don't fucking play how you can play tonight, it's all done and over with? Like... How did, how did we get absolutely nothing in Cleveland? As Joakim Noah says, there's nothing to fucking do in Cleveland. There's 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 no, you know, who wants to go to Cleveland? So it should have been a night on the town that resulted in a bad game. Um, the Cavs have had our number this year. Fuck, they might have forced us into the Vooch trade. Um, and then we get Vooch and they still kick our ass. So, um, but we have had Charlotte's number. And we wouldn't see the Cavs in the playoffs. We would see Charlotte. Um, I think Stacy and Adam mentioned tonight of the 14 games remaining, 12 of the 14 are against Eastern Conference playoff teams. So this is the test. Can they bring what they brought tonight in the two previous games every night and every night when they get Zach Levine back? Does that mentality stay the same or do we adapt this? We're better than everybody uh, because of a two-game win streak or the fact that you did this without Zach Levine and then you get him back and then you go into this game and we have that same, oh, we're better than them, so we're going to win this game, and then you get your ass kicked. I think it all comes down to mentality. So last, I know you said you didn't get to watch a lot of the game last night, but last night they weren't getting to the perimeter to defend on threes and we were getting killed on that at first. And then in the paint too, we, they were just getting through and they were getting anything they wanted. At the, and when the Bulls fell down so far, I mean, they were down 33 points at one time yesterday it felt like the wind was completely taken out of their sails. And maybe they needed that ass kicking off after coming off a two-game win streak and holding two teams in a row to, what was it, under 100 points or whatever. I mean, it, it, it was just, maybe they, they got lackadaisical. Maybe they got comfortable. And after that beat down to a But after they, two games, listen, that's the issue. It is like, an issue. It, but if, how you, they if you make the 10 speed, you have to win like three games in a row to actually make the playoffs. Right. If we can't win three fucking games in a row. What are we getting excited about? I'm more so excited. Okay. So here's, here's the Homer. I'm more so excited because they kicked the shit out of them. And I just, I needed that for my psyche. Well, no, I mean, tonight was great, but why the Cavs? The Cavs forced us into it ultimately right before the trade deadline. The Cavs kicked our ass. Next matchup with the Cavs, we win. Two days later, we get our ass kicked. So do we just, after two games, think that we're better than these teams? Like, where does that mentality come from when this team has never won four, four games in a row? Right. Like, well, the the NBA is full of – every game is different. Every circumstance is different. And like I told you, the only thing that I could point out from last night's performance compared to tonight's performance is they came out lazy and they maybe came out overconfident. And when they got smacked in the mouth, they didn't respond to it. So tonight – they didn't give Charlotte a chance to smack them in the mouth. And, and, and that's where the adjustment came in. And I don't know what Billy Donovan said. And as I've said on this podcast all year long, I will not criticize Billy Donovan. I won't do it. I've kind of like questioned, not questioned, but like 
kind of shrugged at a couple of the lineups that he trotted out there. That rotational nitpick isn't really gripes anyway. Right. So I, I, you know, but tonight he had his team ready and that was something that needed to happen. And they responded. I can't speak to what happens when Zach comes back because we saw what was going on. You know, he was a little banged up when Vooch did come here and I'm not using that as an excuse. Oh no, it's a valid excuse. But you know, I, I can't speak on what's going to happen, but after a fuck, that was the, in my opinion, that was like even the 18 point leads that we blew earlier in the year. Last night's loss was 10 times worse than that. Cause you just got literally fucking smack. I mean, just beat down immediately off the bat tonight. The response to that 22 at the end of the first, that's yeah, what so I, we scored 12 okay. points in the first quarter. We scored, we scored a point a minute last night in the first quarter. Um, the response to that tonight was absolutely fantastic. And not just in scoring, but in all around play, communication on the court, defense, ball movement, all of that took place tonight to handedly beat them. I mean, we, we almost, I, I had the bulls on tap account in my hand, in my phone. And I'm getting ready to tweet 30 point deficit alert, but Hey guys, it's reversed. It's going to be us. You know, we're, we're winning by 30 points. Like, you know, they came out tonight and they, again, they smacked them in the mouth. And if anything, it shows me that you have guys that listened to direction and took that loss to heart last night. And we're like, oh shit, man, like this is embarrassing. We need to come out and make a statement. And that's why I'm on cloud nine about it. I'm on cloud nine about a win that's decisive like that. Even though Charlotte's 28 and 30 now, they're still... A, have a better record than the Chicago Bulls, and they're still in the Eastern Conference playoff picture when the Bulls are not, and they came out and smacked them in the face. 108 points, not one score on the Bulls went over 18, which means the wealth was spread out, and I want to see more of that. All right. No, I mean – I'm on fire. Wish, I'm just so happy. Uh, that's all right. I, I wish I could take the same poison pill as you. I thoroughly enjoyed the game tonight, especially um, – after a couple of long days, um, looking forward to the heat series. I'm just not trying to get that, get yeah, that high on climb down with it right now. Like it's I, just I hard. I understand. Um, I do want to tell you one thing though. This is the 43rd consecutive game. The bulls have had over 20 assists. They actually had 30 tonight. So that's again, the 43rd yes. of over 20. Yes. Assists. Okay. And again, yeah. They, and they ended with 30 tonight. Um, also out rebounded 49 to 39, which is great. The Bulls out rebound the Hornets. They uh, did not shoot particularly well from three. They went 14 for 43 with a couple air balls. Uh, hi, Denzel. <laughs> I'm not going to blame Sato because he probably hurt his arm on that dunk. So I'm not going to. What, know, I'm not, I'm not what gonna happened in the last 30 seconds that had me dying of this game? Oh, Felicio? No, Felicio, <laughs> Felicio actually did something positive, I think. You know he would he had a plus nine in the in the uh, Cavs loss. He was the best plus minus on the team. Wow, that's that's <laughs> how you know you got your ass kicked. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> where I do want to scrutinize the Bulls though, they did have thirty assists. They did turn the ball over seventeen times. They got to stop that shit. We we had a stretch of games where we weren't turning the ball over the last two nights. You have seventeen assists when your point guard has zero. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's sixteen turnovers. Sixteen turnovers. Okay, at least that's what ESPN has. 
Oh, what did I what did I say? No, you I said to- 17. Oh, I had well on my ESPN app, I it says 17 for me. 17 total okay. turnovers for the Bulls. Um, so maybe one of ours is behind. But 16, how do you have 16 turnovers when your point guard has zero? I have no idea. Kobe White has zero turnovers. You still got the league worst turnover ratio in the league. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Well, we had uh we had three from Temple, we had three from Tice, we had two from Vooch, we had three from Thad. So our bigs. Struggled with the ball. Sato had one. Makoka had one. Javante Green had one. And so did Denzel Valentine. That's um, what it was. It was Javante Green's pass that went like Oh, that went sailed over Makoka's head <laughs> to the stands. Yeah, it was fantastic. <laughs> that was good. That was good shit. I do want to take a question here from Sean. Sean joins us every night on the stream, and I appreciate it. Uh, he said, maybe you know the answer to this question. Why didn't the Hornets just lob the ball all night like the Cavs did? That was the same team, right? The Bulls. Uh, Yeah, Sean. So, again, tonight I feel like the Bulls jumped on them so early that the Hornets were – the defense was good. The man-to-man defense was good. Dropping in coverage was good for the Bulls tonight as well. Um, Also, with that being said, when when you go down quick like that, they kind of start chucking a little bit, and that's what they started to do. They started to chuck a little bit, so they're not looking. They're trying to get back into the game. And from pretty much every NBA analytical mind that will tell you a three-point shot is better than a two-point shot. So they were trying to get back into the game. Then they did make adjustments going into the second half where they did try to start getting to the rim a little bit more. But the Bulls did play pretty decent interior defense tonight. Plus, though they have a crazy athletic team, their bigs weren't able to do what Cleveland's bigs were to us. So... That, I, don't, so, I hope that answers your question as much as I possibly I can. I think he might be onto something, though, because in the games that we have thoroughly gotten our ass handed to us in, the Hawks game, the Cavs game, these teams are just throwing lobs to guys. Capella, um, Allen, you know, you're just getting dunked on by dunkers, and that seems to be a weakness on this team. So that that he might be onto something there. He definitely is. He definitely is on something, um, you know, but at the same time, again, when, when a team is able to create turnovers like the bulls were in the first quarter and capitalize on those turnovers and get, and get points off of them and start going up where you're up 10, 12 points already in the first quarter at a certain point, you need to make adjustments. Maybe lobs would have worked, but they come out and they're trying to get back into the game. And, the, and their shot was not falling well. I mean, Cleveland didn't shoot good from three either. They went eight for 31. That's good for 25%. They went 35 for 82 from the field. That's good for 42% to the Bulls. Oh, and I, I completely agree with you. In terms of personnel, that's kind of what I was trying to point out. These teams had the players to do it, but it's clearly a weakness for the Bulls that I think we might see more teams try to exploit. But obviously you have to have the players to do that kind of if you're going to see it exploited, you'll see it exploited tomorrow night. Or not tomorrow night, I'm so sorry, Saturday night. And I do want to drop a little, before we get into that review, or preview, I'm sorry, I do want to drop a little thing. We will not be live Saturday night because I will be making my return to Guaranteed Rate Field for the first time since 2019. I will be at the Sox game. Goose and I will be either back Sunday to recap the week or we'll be back on Monday after they play the uh, Heat again. Um, it was so the Heat recap. Yes, so we a heat cap. Yeah, the heat cap. It'll be probably a two for one episode there. Just want to throw that out there real quick. Um, you know, there's a couple moments in this game I do want to bring up too. I want to bring up the Kobe White dunk off off that sweet dish from Garrett Temple. Um, Kobe has a little bit. He was going to make it. 
I didn't think he was gonna make it either. It scared me. Uh, I, I thought he was gonna get rejected by the rim for a minute, but he's got some uh, he's got some good wingspan there where he was able to uh Michael Jordan space jam it just stretched down. <laughs> we had that. We the, had a the, great the, pass, the decision to pass it back was like so late and poorly timed that it caught Kobe off guard that he like didn't have time to jump. And I thought, yeah, I thought on the way up he was screwed. Um, but he made it over and they asked him after the game. Stacy was like, so that's your fourth dunk of the year. Why don't you tell the fans about your hops? Kobe said something like, once a month. <laughs> once a month. And Stacy was like, you sound like a vet. We need to see it more. He's like, nope, once a month. That's yeah. it. <laughs> I dig it. He's conserving his energy is what he's doing. So he can give us a nice thunder dunk like that every once in a while. Um, I do want to point out, too, I know I talked about it a little bit before. Vooch's hot start really set the tempo for this game along with the defensive presence with them creating turnovers. And I do want to touch on Lowry Markkinen tonight. He uh, he makes four field goals. He goes four for 11, three of them. Three of the makes were from downtown. Eight of his shots came from downtown out of his 11 there. Um, you know, Lowry hit a couple big threes. And I wouldn't say necessarily big, but they were threes that were like, responses to the Hornets kind of coming back, not coming back, but getting into a little bit of a groove. So I'll, I'll say that he deflated them a little bit with those threes. Um, he played a decent game and I, I can't speak enough about uh, Sadoransky and his, uh, his game off oh, the bench. Oh, you, you, you did it again. What I did. The Sato curse, man. You complimented him. Now it's going to be trash. You stuck Sato. Ah, God damn it. He's going to be so bad now tomorrow because I just talked. I, I can't praise anybody. I can't be nice because then they just think. Oh, you can praise everybody else. just not Sato. Right. right. Everybody else that's worked out for us so far. It's just Sato. Mm, not so much. Uh, you're 100% right. I got to stop doing that shit. Also, Denzel Valentine is not very good at basketball. So I just want to throw that out there um, as well. I don't care about his little flashy passes and everything. He drives me out. Holy shit. He was held for six from three tonight. Yeah, he was not. Good. He was just not good at all. Like I miss, I miss Troy Brown Jr. so much. It's unbelievable. Um, you got anything else in this game before we move on to our preview here? Uh no. I mean, let's not let Jimmy Butler kick our ass for two games. Let's at least steal one. Let's uh, continue to prove this point that we deserve to be in the hunt for a below five hundred tenth seed to get a chance to be in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, but. That's what we're fighting for. And, and when you break it down that much, you should be extremely fucking desperate right now. And you need to have that mentality every night. And hopefully uh, we can adapt and uh, identify an identity uh, to finish this season that we can carry into next year. Um, and hopefully we get Troy Brown Jr. back because the fact that he's been out these last two games, I'm going to blame the Cavs loss entirely on that fact alone because TBJ is a monster. But other than that, I ain't got anything else for you. Well, before we do get into the preview about the heat, everybody just real quick. If you got the time, go to manscape.com use promo code on tap, get 20% off and free shipping on all your manscaping needs. The lawnmower 3.0, the ball toner, the ball deodorant, you get any of that stuff there. You can get the weed whacker. If you have nose hair, and that'll trim out your nose hair. Keep you nice, fresh, looking good. Your girl will like it. Your boy will like it. Whatever you prefer, my friends. Got to check out manscaped.com. Again, use promo code on tap. Summer's coming around. You're going to be sweaty. You're going to be nasty. 20% off. Free shipping. Order now. Manscaped.com. Promo code on tap. So, like you, po- you, you brought up before, Jimmy Butler and the Heat. 
two straight games in Miami. The Heat are currently sitting in the seventh seed at 31 and 28. Hmm. Obviously, there's been some health issues with them this year. Whether that was Hero missing time, whether it was Jimmy Butler missing time, Bam missed a little bit of time. Not a lot of time, but a little bit of time. Uh, I believe he had like an ankle injury or something like that. But this team has been playing decent as of late. In their last 10, they're 6-4, and four, and they're currently riding a three-game win streak. Now, I do believe they play tomorrow. I could be wrong. I would have to, I have to look that up. But um, they do play tomorrow against Atlanta, which will be without Trey Young after he suffered an injury. So we will get Miami on the second of a back-to-back, um, which is can be in the Bulls' favor. You know, Miami's going to have to play Atlanta and then travel back to Miami. Not that that's a far trip, but, hey, you're going to have to play 48 minutes of basketball. So what do the Bulls have to do in this game to pick up a win? Uh, stopping Jimmy would be a good start, but I don't know if they're playing the Hawks without Trey Young. That could be a game that they win handily and they have enough rest where you're not seeing a you know, depleted Heat team in the back end of a back-to-back. Tyler Hero hasn't had the greatest season, uh, so I don't know that he's much of a threat, but we're going to need the defensive intensity. Because like Kobe said at the end of the game and we talked about earlier, you're not going to make up that 28 points in one person. It's going to be collectively, and it has to be made up in little areas like defense, um, to, to keep teams under 100 points. Uh, the Heat play a similar grinded-out game, so I don't know if we'll be able to beat them at their own game. Um, but we're going to need heavy bench contributions, and, you know, I just, I don't know. I'm not too optimistic about the Heat, my friend. You know what? I've just went and looked back. Jimmy Butler has not played the last two games for the Miami Heat. He hasn't played the last two games? Uh, he did wait. I might have clicked on the wrong thing. No, he hasn't. It's been the starting lineup's been Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn, Bam, Trevor. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, he did. My bad, bro. My bad. I missed him. You got me Googling faster than I've yeah, ever Googled. I, I, like, what do you mean? I, I got a little too far ahead of myself. He, <laughs> I got a little too far ahead of myself there. He did not play in the game against the Nets. Um, and okay. then he also, he also did not play in the game against the Rockets. It looks like as well. Yeah, he did not. So he did play. Um, last night. That's my bad. So he did miss the Nets and the Rockets game against the Heat, but he did play against the Spurs and the Heat blew out the Spurs by 21-07-87 in San Antonio there. So tomorrow I'm assuming Bam's going to be on Vooch. Is that fair? Yeah, I mean, defensively, yeah. I mean, for our defensive possessions, we'll probably see Tice on Bam opposed to Vooch, or at least ideally that's probably what you'd want to see. But yeah. Vooch is going to be dealing with Bam, the majority. And that's that's going to be a rough, rough go at it because Bam is a very, very good defender. Um, You know, and And they'll probably throw Jimmy on Kobe. Kobe, exactly. That was my thought process. I don't think they're going to put him on Temple. They'll probably throw Duncan Robinson on him because Temple's not that much of a threat, and Kobe White is can has the potential to be a threat. So they're probably going to throw Jimmy on our best available perimeter player in Kobe White, and they're going to throw Bam on our best big in Vooch. So tomorrow, or I'm sorry, Saturday is going to be, it's going to be a big challenge for the Bulls. I mean, like I said, the only thing that I can think of that would be a, 
a beneficial thing is that they're coming off a back, you know, a back to back. It'll be the second game of that. Um, but like you said, if Trey Young's not playing and you know they get out to a big lead in time, you might see them them guys rest a little bit there. And you know, at this point, I'm sure Miami's going to be trying to win every game from here on out and wanting to win the winnable games because they do not want to be in this position, Goose, where they are the seventh seed and in some sort of play-in. They want to have that locked-in, guaranteed spot one through six in the Eastern Conference playoff picture. No, they're definitely chasing the safety of six. And I guess uh, after we kind of laid all that out and talked ourselves through, I guess the key to beat the Heat coming off of a back-to-back, whether they blow out the Hawks or have a competitive game, is to get off to a good start because that second half, you should have the leg up. You should have more gas to close. So if you get out early and the Heat are playing from behind, the chances of them coming out in that second half and having the steam to make that comeback is, you know, probably your best chance. So just like tonight, get an early lead and don't take your foot off the gas because tonight is probably the first game that I could say we got the lead, we kept the lead, and there was never that moment where you were like, holy shit, we're going to lose the lead again, aren't we? So make that a habit. That's a really good point, man. Like I never felt in this game that we were – in any sort of situation where we we're going to lose it. I, I did not feel like that. I really didn't think about like, you know, you, I, I always think about that Spurs loss that we had. We had a, a countless games this year where we had a lead and we blew it. But I, I, the Spurs game always just rings in my head is how good we looked there in that first half. And then how we started losing it. And then we went up again and then we went down immediately and we never turned it around tonight. Wasn't that way. If they could build off that and keep continuing to gel and, and, and play defense, you know, you're going to see this team do well. And and they did play defense, you know, tonight. They did play defense in those two prior wins before the Cavs blow out, you know. So I'm hoping that they can keep that same energy against a very good Miami Heat team that has, again, battled injuries this year, which is probably why they're sitting in the seventh seed where they're at right now. Um, but, hey, man, only time will tell. Only time will tell. It's just so funny to me that I look and I see the Knicks in the fourth seed. That just trips me out, man. <laughs> it, it is weird. I mean, I, I literally had to give them props the other day when they won their seventh game in a row or whatever it was because what do you do but tip your cap? I mean, I like I like to mess with Knicks fans because they've sucked for so long and they haven't really ever been good, at least in my lifetime. So, um, you know, it tips to tips. I can't. D Rose, Taj Gibson over there contributing. I I mean, I I never would have thought that they'd be sitting fourth. Like, I know the East sucks, and I can we can use that as an excuse for why they're there more than anything. But to have the consistency that teams like Boston, who have been to the Eastern Conference Finals twice in a row, haven't been able to have, uh, you got to give it up to them. And hopefully, we can be in that same, you know, four to six tier with them for the next couple of years and have some fun battles. That, that make being a fan fun again and kind of get that rivalry going. Cause it is fun to fuck with Knicks fans. Absolutely. And we're going to have a chance to do that uh, after this two game set in Miami. Um, does the Knicks will be the next opponent after that, but we'll get to that after our Miami wrap up and uh, you know, we'll preview the Knicks afterwards. I just, I just thought it was so funny looking at the Eastern conference standings and seeing where they're sitting right now. Um, other than and that, Julius man, Randall. yeah, Julius Randall. Hey, he's played great, man. No, he, it also, he should have MVP consideration. He's played oh, very, very well this year. Super surprising. Um, and I, I just got to give credit where credit's due. He's, he's played a great brand of basketball this year. And I think that, honest to God, Tom Thibodeau has helped bring out the best in him. I know it's a lot of minutes, but 
He's taking advantage of those minutes and he's playing really fucking good ball. Um, other than that, I don't really have anything else to throw out there. You got anything, my man? No. Take it easy. Stay sleazy. Let's right. keep uh, right. rolling blazies and get some uh, more wheezies. All, all right. Wheezy F baby. I get it. All right. Take it. All right. No, I mean, Wheezy W's. I, I know what you're talking about. I know, I know what you're talking about, my man. But, you know, you're, you're, you're getting a little too crazy for me here. Um, everybody be sure to go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Bulls on Tap at ontapsportsnet. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us, five star rating and review. If you guys do that, be mean the world to us. Go give us a five-star rating and review there on Apple Podcasts. Wherever you listen to podcasts, go ahead and do that. I do want to thank everybody that does listen to this show. We, um, in a little under 200, I think it's a, a little under 200 episodes of this show, I think we just went over 27,000, 28,000 all-time listens. So I just want to thank everybody that does listen to this show every night after the game. Um and the guys that ask questions in here and just interact with us, not even questions, statements, whatever. I want to thank all you guys for doing that, sticking with us through these late games and whatever, because Lord knows right now I'm about to fall over. So with that being said, we will not be back Saturday. We might have a Sunday episode or we might just do everything on Monday due to me being at the White Sox game, but we'll be back when we're back, man. Let's go Bulls.